Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Share number 86. What's so important in saving marriages and helping your marriage have a complete and total transformation for the better is to learn the skill to live meaningfully in the present. Because the rest of your life begins at this moment. And that's true in all of life, and it's true in marriage as well. Regardless of what you said in the past, what you've done in the past, you can start today to make new and better choices in every area of your life. And we're going to discuss that today. And it's a chapter also in Rev. Zellig Pliskin's book on marriage called Living in the Present. It is so key. I know people will listen and say, this is common sense, but it's very deep in its common sense, and it's truly transformative. And this inspires people, motivates people to realize the truth that we can begin again right at this moment. No matter what mistakes you made in the past, errors you made till now, You could make up your mind to act in a new and better way and to create a new reality for yourself. And regardless of what happened in your past, that doesn't mean that's your future. Now, people get discouraged because if they got themselves in a bind or in a bad habit or in a pattern, it doesn't take overnight to fix it. It takes a lot of hard work and time. But the bottom line is, though, is that your current decision in the present to behave in a better way can enhance your marriage in the most unbelievable ways. That is what you're doing when you decide at any given moment to start now. You are laying the groundwork for an entire life by your healthy behaviors right now. And it doesn't make a difference whether you are younger, whether you are older, whether you've been married for only a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, even 40, even 50 years. It makes no difference. Many, many who had rough marriages the first 20, 25 years, and then they committed to learn how to better it. And they started living in the present and not dwelling on the past and working towards their goals. And their marriages turned around and it became beautiful. Our lives are always changing. Brings down Rechaim Volozhin writes that we never dive in the same Shemayna Esrei twice. The words are the same. Three times a day, during the week, it's the same. It's a repeated tefillah, but it's always different because your life situation keeps on changing and therefore you need change. So the atachaynin of one tefillah is not the same like the other atachaynin of the next tefillah. You need a different type of das. And when you're living in the present and you're focusing on making your best choices for what you need now, that is the key. You learn from the past to be wiser in the present. Like it says, Adam. 
And just like you could be a Chacham by learning from every single person, you could also learn from yourself. You can learn from your own strengths, from your own good qualities. You could also learn from other people how to avoid certain mistakes. You could learn from your own past experience how to avoid mistakes in the future. You could also reframe your past. And this is a very, very, very big insight also. If someone had a painful past, so it's important to express your painful feelings. That could be healing. You need a compassionate listener. Part of therapy, at least in the beginning, is to let it out and to let out all your emotions and write it down or speak about it and to heal. But after that part is done, you need to start deciding, okay, now I'm focusing on the present. This is a mistake that people make in certain therapies where they're just rehashing the past again and again and again. And they could be in therapy for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years without much headway because they're they're just dwelling too much on the past. There is a place for it with great trauma and other things where you have to let it out and you have to heal by grieving over it. That is true. But there's a point in time where, okay, now it's time to move on. Whenever you make a mistake in interacting with your spouse and you became very upset, if that happened in the past, you realize that now you're wiser than before. Now you know how to handle that type of situation better. And that is part of Reyes Hanoilid and part of Lehman Mikal Adam. And that's very, very important. He brings an anecdote of Zelik Kliskin is basically that during their wedding and Sheva Brachis, they were both very happy. But when they had their first argument, a real bitter argument, all of a sudden the walls came crashing down. I saw my life as a total disaster because I envisioned in my mind that we'd be fighting again and again throughout our lives. And I panicked. And my spouse saw how panicky I became, and I was puzzled. And he and he or she, doesn't say who it was, my spouse was puzzled. And told me, yes, this is an argument. This is a bump in the road. It's not pleasant. We both feel terrible about it. But why did it have such a strong effect on you? Why did it upset you to such a strong degree? And the spouse answered, because I'm afraid this means we'll continue to argue this way all the time. That's the traumatic part of the first time there's a serious argument. So my spouse asked me, just because we argued this way once, or told me rather, just because we argued this way once doesn't mean we'll always do so. From time to time we'll have disagreements. Sometimes it will get out of hand. One of us or both of us could be in a bad mood or under stress. We'll have those times but we both love each other and we'll we'll always work things out in ways that are acceptable for me and you. And even if we have arguments, they won't always be as traumatic as this one. We'll have our disagreements sometimes and we'll learn from our mistakes and we'll learn from our mistakes in order to be careful more in the future. 
So the key, a tool to learn how to focus on the present is to ask yourself the question, what can I do now about this situation? What can I do now? I and now. You ask yourself how you could change inside. How can I make my marriage better? What can I do to enhance my marriage? What can I do to make up for what I have already done as best as I could? What can I do to stop an argument now? What can I do going forward to create an environment of more simcha? Right? So when you ask yourself, what can I do now? It's the opposite of telling your spouse, you should have done this, you should have done that, and playing the blaming game. Instead, you ask yourself, what can I adjust my behavior to make things better? Part of it is forgiveness, to let go of the past. You have to let go of the past. You have to keep your mind off past resentments. We're not talking about a case now where someone's toxic and they're continuing to do the harmful behaviors. We're talking about normal human beings with flaws who sometimes do did things uh, that they regret, that they deeply regret in the past, and they don't want to repeat that. And they're doing everything in their power not to repeat it, and it's very rare that they fall into that pattern. And therefore... When people are like that, they make mistakes, they fall, but overall they're trying to move on from it, then it's important to keep your mind off the past resentments. The Vilnagoyim brings down in Mishle, Perak, Yud, Pasuk, Yud Beis. And he says that when someone feels an inner hostility towards another person, then... Even if it's a minor offense, it'll create a tremendous feeling of hatred. And even though what has occurred right now could be trivial, the previous negative feelings create those quarrels. However, when someone feels love for another person, he's able to forgive whatever that person does. So it's very, very interesting that if you have that inner resentment over past things... So then even something trivial that your spouse may do will trigger you to say that's awful and, 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 and blow up and, and blow things out of proportion. Because you were had that resistance from that past that you didn't let go of yet. But if you have a warm relationship currently, then even if there are bigger issues, you overlook it. And everyone's different. There's some people that are just wired differently where it's easier for them to let go of the past. For other people, it's more difficult to let go of the past. So it's very, very important. One thing is, again, sometimes it's important to bring up the past. If you want to bring up an example or a learning experience, if something's really bothering you from the past and you need to talk it over with a Rebbe or a mentor, then that's fine. That, that's, but the general rule is, though, is to not needlessly bring up, bring up the past. Just like it's brought down in Halach and Chayshem Mishpat, that you're not allowed to remind the person of his past Averis 
or the past Averis of his family, because it'll cause him tsar, the same thing applies in marriage. If your spouse, your husband or wife did, said things, did things in the past that caused pain and distress, it's very easy to continue to talk about it. And sometimes it's necessary to talk about it. We talked about you don't put things under the rug. Sometimes you have to work out issues. That is true. But in times where those issues have already been worked out or in the process of being worked out, to needlessly always drag it up again and bring up past things again and again is very hurtful. Especially when you want to move on from it. The one who made the mistake wants to move on from it, doesn't want to repeat it, doesn't want it constantly being reminded of it because they really want to become a different person. And therefore... You know, you already were Michael, your spouse, so don't bring it up again. And sometimes it's understandable people have an emotional need to bring it up or to retaliate, or you hurt me without provocation, so I'm going to make you suffer for it. Meanwhile, it's all in the past already. Brings out the Mr. Shisharim and Parakut Aleph explains that. I'm Sitar and Laisikaim, not to take revenge, not to harbor animosity in your heart, that it's very difficult. The human nature is not like that. It, we have a tendency to have a feeling of animosity or revenge when we were hurt, when we were wronged. And when we see the revenge and we see the other person suffer, the one who caused us pain, it makes us feel good, naturally. And because that's a tendency in human beings, it's only easy for Malachim, the Mesil Sisharm says. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us that we have the Kayach to do it. And that we have the ability to do. So this Yesaid of what, what the Mesil Sisharm says in Parakir Aleph about every Ben Adon Lechaveirai applies so much to marriage. Couple already made up after an argument. They asked each other mechila. And they moved on. But now you have a matzav in the present. Whatever, one of you or both of you got upset, but then you bring that thing up again. It's difficult not to bring it up when you're upset. You want to prove a point. You see, ah, you're acting this way, you acted that way, remember then. But it's very important to hold yourself back not to take revenge, not to bear a grudge. It brings a tremendous light to your neshama and tremendous growth when you stay in the present because when you lapse into the past history, it will not solve the present situation. It will not resolve what's going on right now. And that's very, very important. Now, this issue can happen when one party needs to discuss what went wrong in the past in order to let go of feelings of resentment, and the other party has a need to avoid it. It's done, it's done. Too painful. In those cases, Rosella Kliskin advises, you do need to speak to an outside counselor about it, because sometimes a husband and a wife have a different process. They don't want to hurt each other, but one of them is wired by the fact that the way I get over a trauma is to talk through it and about it, and that's how I'll heal. While the other one says, my way of dealing with the trauma is to put it aside and and, and move on. 
they have different approaches. So how to handle those different approaches where one wants to talk and needs to talk and the other one really does not want to and would rather just, it's over, it's done, let's move on, then, and that comes into a conflict, they do need to discuss it with a mentor or somebody that can help them guide through it to find the right balance between how much to talk and then how much to let go and so on, you know, and so on and so forth. It's very important to realize when you're living in the present and you're taking, you're building building blocks. When you're building those building blocks, you're building it by making small changes, which could lead to large changes. When you're living in the present, you're not always doing dramatic things. You're doing little by little small things to make your life better with your spouse. And that's very important also to understand. Then Rabbi Zelig Pliskin brings an anecdote that's probably himself advising a couple, I suspect, where the couple really felt that it's impossible for the matzah to change. It's always been this way, always will be this way, and it's not possible. And he was trying to explain to them that changing patterns is indeed very difficult sometimes, and it takes time, but it is not impossible. It is very, very possible. I have seen, he said, enough so-called impossible situations improve that made me believe that things are indeed possible. It's possible when there's a commitment, when a husband and wife are willing to do whatever it takes to work on improving what they say, how they say it, what they do for how long it takes, then they're guaranteed to have success. And he said that the way to save a lot of marriages and to remove a lot of agmas nefesh is to start off by showing hakaras atoiv, whether you feel it in your heart yet or whether you don't. But the bottom line is you start, that every day you look for as many things as you can to appreciate in your husband or wife, and you thank them for it. And you pick a few things every day. And they he told a couple to try this out. And a couple tried this out. And they were made when they came back that it was the best week of their marriage since the week of their wedding in Sheva Brachas. I see now how improvement is not impossible. They saw that spark. They saw that it could be done. So that's very, very important. You live in the present how to deal with the past sometimes. Sometimes you do have to let it out. Sometimes you need therapy to get it through. When one spouse needs to talk, the other one really doesn't want to. They need to work out some type of balance with it. But ultimately, rave of the work, you know, after dealing with the past, the main work is to deal in the present and to plant seeds now and to do tangible things that may seem mundane to build a relationship with one another and shakars to tie to one another, and metashem, you'll see that your marriage will improve immensely more than you would ever imagine. And these are real stories that happen to real people, that when they started to live in the present, to let go of the past, and to work with each other, and to start behaving differently, expressing markars to and things like that, 
they saw a complete 180 degree turn in their marriage in ways that they never thought possible. Have a wonderful day.